1: what's good my name is chris styles trapping anonymous welcome back welcome back thank you to everybody that's been supporting the movement keeping us moving uh do hit me up if you need that merch we do have that merch on sale we thank you for everybody that's been supporting us and like i said without y'all there's no trapping anonymous um I'm just trying to give you these episodes and it's this, this, this content make sure you follow Breakbeat media on that instagram make sure you follow at chris styles um at trapping anonymous if you have ideas for the show, if you want to be on the show, you know just hit me up. We could uh we could probably make it happen. Um that's how a lot of people get in touch with me and that's how a lot of the magic happens. Uh do remember that the stories that you hear do not necessarily reflect your life they hate to entertain, educate, or just keep your little homie off the streets. It's only entertainment. Please don't get me indicted. My name is Chris Stavs. Let's get it. What's up, huh? What's up? How you feeling? Good, how you doing? How do you get arrested
0: for a crime you right. didn't even know existed? Just, I just feel like it was just like a, a mistaken identity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I, when, when I got the call, basically, from my mom's, this is who told me. She's like, the detectives just left my house. This is when she was living in Far Rockaway. She like, the detectives just left my house. I said, for what? She said they was they just wanted to talk to you. I'm mm-hmm. like, no detective just want to talk to you. No. So I'm like, all right, what's his number? She had he had left his card. So being that I know I ain't do nothing, I, I reached out to him. I'm like, what's going on? He said, I can't really tell you over the phone, because you're already indicted. I said, I'm indicted for what? He said, I can't tell you over the phone. Let's go sit down and have some a cup of coffee and some and something to eat. And we could talk about it like that. So I'm like, all right. He said, where are you? I said, I'm in North Carolina. He said, why are you there? I said, I live here. I've been living here since June. He's calling me around August 18th. This happened August 15th. The guy got beat up, robbed, jumped, took his phone, stripped him, I'm like, you know, regular hood stuff that go on or whatever. So I already had a target on my back from living in Far Rockaway and dealing with that precinct. I'm like, all right, um, I'm in North Carolina. I, don't, I can't really come to New York right now. I just started working. I can't afford to just get up and come to New York. He said, so when are you going to come to New York? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just moved down here. He said, all right, well, just I'm going to keep in touch. I'm going to reach out to the DA, but I'm going to keep in touch with you and let her know where you at. I said, all right, cool. Like, a couple days passed. My girlfriend come in, at the time, coming from from work. She like, um, somebody called me from the DA office in New York. I said, what you say? She said, I just asked them why they was calling me. So I'm like, all right. What'd she say? So I'm like, all right. She said, the DA asked her, do I give her permission to use my food stand call?'" So I'm like, yeah, I'll give you permission. I said, but what did you say? She said... I I told him, yeah, and he lived with me. So I'm like, all right, cool. The DA reached out to the detective again and told him to file a worldwide manhunt for me. This is how they came to the UPS job. This is how they came to my girlfriend's house at the time in North Carolina. So around that time, I'm just like, I'm just, like, so much going through my mind. I, I don't know what they looking for me for. I don't know, like, really what's going on, because they say they can't really talk to me so much because I'm indicted already. So I'm trying to find a lawyer, everything. just It's just going all over the place. My mind going all over the place. So I finally found, a, like, a lawyer or whatever, but he, he wanted so much just to take the case. Him so and no. Yeah, 3,500 down.
1: Yeah. I didn't have it. You ain't even had the money to come back to
0: New York, let alone. Nah, I was just started working. I was down right. there with my baby mother and my son. Right. So as time go on, I'm reaching out, as you can see, I got like Diddy files. Basically the officer types up every time he reached out to me. So the officer's telling the DA, yo, I just ran I just ran a, a um a search through his food stand called he was in North Carolina when, when the crime was committed. He couldn't have been in New York. That's eight hours away.
1: Wait, okay. Both. Yeah. So they, they found you through the EBT card.
0: Because I used it in North Carolina.
1: They came out there,
0: placed you under arrest. Place me under arrest.
1: And at this time, you've been trying to ask them what's going on? Yeah. What's, they're not telling you Actually,
0: not. the North Carolina, um, Durham Police police um, County, they ran on my baby mother's house. I was in the house by myself. But I always keep the TV low so I can hear what's going on outside and everything. But I hear a lot of trees, like leaves getting crushed from the footprints. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking, I'm like, I look out the window, it's a cop right by the window. That's what he yelled, he's like, suspect active, he's in the house. So they start knocking on the door. So I go to the door, they pull me outside the house, handcuff me. So I'm telling them, like, let me get dressed. I only had on my drawers, I ain't have a shirt on or nothing. I only had my drawers on. I just came in from work.
1: But you, you sort of knew what, what time it was because you know that they've been trying to reach out to you. Yeah. Been, so you kind of knew what was going on. Yeah. But you just don't know when.
0: I didn't know when they was coming. And, but he gave me multiple times to come up to New York and maybe. turn myself in. But I'm yeah. like, I ain't going there. No. I ain't do nothing. You ain't trying to talk to me. I'm not, not doing <laughs> nothing. They Child. came to my mother house in Far Rockaway. I had an aunt that lived in Flushing. They came there looking for me. She called me 2, 3 in the morning one time. They was in her kitchen already and called me and had me on the phone with them. And I'm telling them, like, yo, y'all keep going to all my family house in New York. I'm in North Carolina. I'm, I'm telling y'all where I'm at. at. <laughs> That's when they reached out to the North Carolina um, Durham County office. They came to my baby mother house in North Carolina.
1: OK, so you, you come out. You say, yo, let me put clothes on. What happens
0: next? They sit me in a chair in the living room, put my clothes on. I'm like yo like what is this about they said they don't know they just got a fugitive manhunt for me and this is the address that came up they found me through my ups w-2
1: and all of this was because of a robbery
0: robbery gang assault was the gang assault was the top charge gang assault. i had eight felonies eight. eight felony indictment
1: okay so you were you were a big deal you was you were sort of like a high profile guy that they really wanted to come, come and get right Okay,
0: so now they have to transfer you back to New York. Right, I'm in, I'm in Durham County for seven days. New York had 14 days to come get me, but I signed a waiver, I got the paperwork. I signed a waiver so they could come get me. They came and got me on the 10th or 11th day. My bail was a million dollars. They had me at a million dollar hold in North Carolina. So now, once New York come get me, I'm, they basically drive me to the airport in North Carolina I'm walking through the airport, it was shackles, you hear the chains, I got the belt on. So it's drawing a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn, this is embarrassing. Because now I'm getting on a regular flight mm-hmm. with regular people, but I'm the first one to get off, and the last one, the to... first one to get on, the last one to get off. I'm all the way in the back, all the way to the bathroom, my, my back against the last seat in the back. People looking, got their phones out. What it was, was just that? embarrassing. Was
1: that, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I'm, so they, they're recording
0: you. People was recording me, and then the waiting area when you're waiting for the flight, like that flight to take off, you sitting in that little area. I was sitting there, regular people, kids looking nervous. It was embarrassing.
1: Are you are you in like an orange jumpsuit?
0: No, it was regular clothes. But you got these chains. Chains on, a lot of chains. It was heavy. A lot of noise. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you get into something
0: with the the cops? Yeah. I asked them like, yo, y'all can't tell me what I'm going to, like, what, what do New York, like, what are they charging me with? Oh, I can't talk to you, you're indicted already. So I was indicted, I think around, probably three months mm-hmm. before they even came and got me. Mm-hmm. I was indicted. I was indicted for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that that,
1: that. that plane ride, though, I'm sure that the flight is probably like an hour, hour and a
0: half. 45 minutes, but it took forever. And
1: what's going through your That's my
0: that, that was my first flight. I was I never got on a plane before that. So my first flight I'm in handcuffs. In handcuffs. They um they they asked me that I want something to eat and stuff like that. How old are you? I'm thirty three now. How old were you when this happened? This happened in two thousand seventeen. So Twenty seven. Okay. You, you, you touched down in New York, you
1: finally
0: have this
1: conversation about what you did. All right.
0: So when I get to the judge, it's like five in the afternoon. I'm the only one in the courtroom. It, they just needed a judge to like clear the warrant. Once you get locked up, you got to get the warrant cleared and you go to Rikers Island and stuff like that. So that's what that was for. I couldn't talk to nobody. I ain't have a lawyer they, I didn't know nothing. I just, they just gave me a lawyer that was on standby just to represent me for that time to clear the warrant. So I go back to, I go to Rikers Island. I come back like a week later. That's when they set my I didn't have a bell at first. They set my bell at hundred thousand. Like my, you
1: said first it was a million dollars.
0: That's in North Carolina. I'm in New York now. Now you're in New York. Now I'm in New York with a hundred thousand dollar bell. Ten
1: percent you gotta pay? Ten percent. So ten thousand dollars
0: you gotta come. Ten thousand, then it's like a three thousand dollar fee from the bell bone. So like 13. ten thousand five hundred. 10, 10. Do you get out? I get out but two, three years later. Two, three years later? It was hard to get out. I needed like five, six signatures. I needed a lot. Like, they wanted pay stubs. They wanted a lot of stuff.
1: You couldn't just come with the money?
0: No, it was too high profile. Okay. It was too high profile. So, what happened was...
1: Two, three years... I'm sorry, I'm... Yeah. Okay, so you sat on Rikers Island for two or three years? Two or three years. Okay, let's go back
0: now. Okay,
1: so what happens next? You get this
0: bill. I get the bail, so my mom's asking me. She's like, listen, we're not rich. You want a lawyer or you want to come home? I can't do both. So I told her, like, listen, I don't know how long it's going to take y'all to get me out, but I'm going to go to the law library every day. I'm going to do my part. Y'all worry about bailing me out. i have had to fight the case from the outside, because as the judge, it looks like you have family support when you get bailed out. It looks better. That's sure. right. Right, so that's, right. that's what I was worried about, the image. That's right. The whole time I'm in there, no offers was made, no deals was made, they just wanted to go to trial.
1: They wanted to take you to trial, but it's like- They didn't offer
0: me no programs and none of that because I already have a, a criminal pass, so I'm not eligible for probation or time served and none of that no more.
1: What was the extent of your criminal past?
0: Just a, a weapon possession in 2012. I think it was yeah, 2012. Okay. So from there, I already knew I could see it in the indictment. She, the DA, just wanted jail time. She made that clear. It's in typing. It's in white and black. (coughs) So now, while I'm in jail, I was talking to some girl at the time. But you know, when when you're in jail, like you can't expect somebody to just wait for you. You know, it's not fair. No, absolutely. It's not fair, and I understand. So. That was my, me and my... So is
1: that like a conscious decision that you make too? Like as a man? It's yeah. like, I know that I'm dating a girl, but yeah. realistically...
0: I know I know how it is. That wasn't my first time in jail. Mm. But that was my first time in jail for something I didn't do. Mm. So I already knew, like, all right, I can't think about the outside.
1: What was the first day in there like?
0: First day, you just don't know who you're around. You're around, you, don't, you gotta pay attention. There's gangs in there. That's the number one issue in Rikers Island, gangs. So when you come in, it's different from a Spanish guy coming in or a white guy coming in than you know a black guy want. coming in. Right? They ready to attack you. You got to fight <clears throat> for the phone. Have to. Whether you You hang into a multiplication. Yeah, I got scars on my hand. I got cuts on my arm. I, yeah, it's, it's real.
1: From being held and right as
0: Right. Got cut on my arm, but it's just, it's how you like handle yourself, how you carry yourself. I'm not gang related. So I gotta tell you too another thing about how the precinct forced me to be gang related, but I'm not gang related. So by me coming in there as a neutral person, it's harder. I don't have a team behind me, you know? So you come in the house and they telling you this is a blood house or a crip house or a MS-13 house, whatever, Latin King house, whatever it is, it's an issue, because now you got to prove yourself. Mm. So what I mean by prove yourself, right, you want to use the phone every day. Right, you can use the phone, but at a certain time, all the gang members use the phone to close the night out. So most of the slot times start around seven o'clock. Everybody get 30 minutes. All the gang members get 30 minutes. You might come in there and you'd be like, nah, I'm not living like that. I got to talk to my family whenever I could talk to my family. If the phone, if nobody on the phone, you telling me as a grown man, I gotta go to another grown man and ask him, can I use that phone? And that's not his phone, that's Rikers Island's phone. So you coming in from the outside, you're not used to living like that. But right. like, they've been living like this for like a year or two or more than that, however long they've been in there. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm not living by that code. So what happens? Get in a fight. Whether you lose, whether you win, they respect you, you fought. You have to fight. Have to fight. To get that respect. Have to. It's people going around just kicking the bucket down the aisle. What's that? When Kamasaki come, mm-hmm. they'll kick a bucket down the aisle. If you don't put nothing in that bucket, the Bloods or the Crips, they're going to beat you up. The Bloods and Crips got certain rules. Like, if you're not gang-related, you got to throw food in that bucket. To when, feed them, basically. When the, the
1: bucket comes past
0: your, your cell, what do you do? I wasn't in the cell yet. I was in a dorm. with 60 different inmates in one dorm, mm-hmm. right? So, I'm looking at them doing that. So, I'm watching his eye contact, his face expression. When he go past my bed, he kicked the bucket and I ain't put nothing in it. So, off the rip, I already know, right, I I got to put my sneakers on. Mm-hmm. I, know it's, I know it'll come with that. Because I already know. I was in jail at 16, and I got locked up again at 19. Mm. So I know how this goes. It was worse when I was a kid because of adolescence. Mm. So now as a grown man, it's still the same kid mentality, but it's just grown-ups doing it. Uh, you know? Yeah. So now, I right, I'm watching his, his, his eye movement and everything. I'm like, all right, they about to jump me. But they didn't. I was in there the longest. I was the only one in that house with a 2016 date on my ID. Everybody else at the time, it was 19, I think. It was 2018 when that happened. I'm the only one that said 2016. So they're like, yo, nah, leave him. He's been in here the longest. Wow. I didn't respect that. You didn't respect that? No, him. I didn't respect it, because I know something else going to come with that.
1: Wow. Did
0: it? Yeah. This is what happened. They, they it's, called, it's called, like, slip, slip or slip. They, um, they easily slip to the CEO. Now, the CEO, I'm like, damn, why I keep getting moved around? They, moved them, they keep moving me around because somebody told the inmate, the um, CO, I was blood. So now, I'm under a certain security risk group. It's called SRG. Mm. That's the paperwork I sent you. It shows that I'm blood-affiliated. But what they did to me was they put me under a blood set that's no longer active. So now, I'm a target. Mm. You see? Now, I'm a target. Y'all made me a target because I'm not following y'all rules. Instead of putting hands on me, y'all just made me a target all over Rikers Island. Because once you SRG, your pitch will go up in the, in, in, in the intake. It's called intake where all the inmates come in from, from off the bus, and it's different cells. You got boroughs, Queens cell, Brooklyn cell, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm in the Queens cell because the first three numbers of your ID is 441. That's Queens. So they looked at it, and they're like, oh, he's from Queens. Damn, he SRG. Let's see what he is. But now that I don't know anything, they're like, yeah, something ain't right. That's where all my fights came from. How
1: many fights would you say you got into?
0: Like 16, 17 fights.
1: That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Were you ever fearful going into a fight, or did this become just a
0: norm? Um, like, my first and second fight? I was nervous because I'm like, I feel like they don't give you a fair fight in jail. Mm-hmm. The CEOs don't break it up. They just beat both of y'all up. That's how it go. Whether you started it or not, they not gonna take a side. They beating both of y'all up. Mm-hmm. Then they ask questions later. But you can't talk to the CEO. You can't give a statement, cause now you're a rat. Mm-hmm. I done seen COs really break people's jail, man. They don't mean to, but they gotta break the fight up.
1: What
0: would you say the most uh, traumatizing uh, thing you had to deal with while you were in the cell for those two years? Um, When somebody um, threw a razor under my bed, they threw a razor under my bed, but at the time I was in a barbershop and while I'm in a barbershop, the uh, SWAT, the SWAT, well, they call it turtles. The turtles came and searched the house. They do monthly searches Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I guess the guy that I was laying next to is a Muslim dude named Ali. He was cool, but he stayed to himself. Excuse me. He throws his razor under my bed. I know I don't have a razor, so it's either him or Fat Boy I was sitting next to. Mm-hmm. But I was so cool with him, but still jail. You, you, you do you on your own. So one of them did it. So he told me, Fat Boy told me like, yo, the Muslim nigga threw that shit under your bed. So when I came in, they like, who's in who in bed 14? they like, raise your hand. So I raised my hand. They handcuffed me. Now I got rearrested. That's a new charge. So now, instead of having a regular yellow ID, it's a red ID. Now, that made me a bigger target because now, as a CO, you're looking at me like, damn, he liable to cut me. Because mm. red ID means you're a cutter, you're a shooter, you're a slasher. Mm. So... Every time I'm going to court now, I'm by myself. I'm separated, I'm handcuffed at the angles, handcuffed up here. I wasn't like that before. And it's
1: made
0: life extremely difficult. Yeah, it made, it made life extremely difficult. Now I'm looking like I'm doing, now it's looking like I really did the crime, because now I'm getting in trouble in jail. The judge knows that. They don't tell you they know, but the judge see it in your file.
1: A lot of things seem like they happen to you, right? Yeah. Um, what do you think you're sort of responsible for?
0: What I'm responsible for? The friends I make. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have made certain friends. I shouldn't have been friends with certain people. But I didn't know. I'm really from like South Jamaica, Queens. When I moved to Rockaway, that was my decision being friends with certain people. Mm-hmm. You know? I made myself a target for the police mm-hmm. and for Rockaway. But it's still not right to accuse somebody of a crime that they didn't commit.
1: Hundred percent. Okay. So <laughs> your reputation on in, in in on the island is is pretty solid I would think because right. they know I guess you get busy with the hands at least. Yeah. So they know, you know, you got the you got to cut a slash and now I know that might put a target on your back, but that also Makes other people sort of feel like this guy
0: is not to be messed with, or did the opposite happen? Did they feel like this is a guy to be? Used? Wow. Once I had the red ID, they like I got my respect went up a lot, but I didn't care about that. Right, I was trying to go home. That's right. You know, I didn't care about that, and, I, and you forced to wear your ID because the co has got to know who you are when you're walking through the hallways. Right. You need your ID to go to the law library. You need your ID to go to the nurse. You need your ID to go to visits.
1: All right, so when you go to jail, I know they kind of got away from it a little bit, but you was telling me um, something with your girlfriend. Uh, yeah. You, y'all was in contact. She was supposed to be like helping you out while you were in there, yeah. what was going
0: on? We broke up, me and my baby mother broke up probably like three or four days before they came to her house to lock me up. Mm-hmm. We was going through our own little right. situation. So she decided to like, Cut things off. So when I'm in jail, she's 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 single basically. I can't really for her for what she's doing out there, and I'm not thinking about what she's doing out so there. So
1: when you mentioned that you had a girlfriend that that would come see you or whatever, you're not talking
0: about your baby mother. No, nah, I had, I talked to somebody else. Yeah. But you
1: said you sort of respected it because obviously you're in jail and she's out. Yeah. In about. Yeah. But it still hurts.
0: It hurt because this is what happened, right? I asked her to come see me. This is when I'm in the Bronx on a boat. It's easier to go see somebody when they on a boat. So.
1: They're locked up on a boat? Right, it's
0: a boat all all the way in the back. Okay. On Hunter's Point, however you say it, over there, all the way in the back. And I asked her to come see me. She said she'd come. She never came, right? Mm. Cool. I had stopped my moms and my stepfather from coming up there because she was coming to see Mm, me. My moms came every week. To come see me every week. Of For two years, almost three and a half, almost three years, I was locked up. Mm-hmm. So when I stopped her from coming, she like, that I ain't, that ain't like him. Like, he he always let me come see him and stuff like that. So I told her, I'm like, yo, Kiana's supposed to come see me. Mm-hmm. She never came. Mm-hmm. So she had sent me like pictures of her, write me a letter, and stuff like that. Yeah. So this is what I did. I, I asked her, like, yo, I don't know how this going to go with trial. I want to marry you, right? Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to send a form home, fill it out. Mm-hmm. You got to go take it to 161 in the Bronx. She said she's going to do it, gave me the runaround, said she's going to do it. Never did it. Something happened in my, the Daily News came to in, to, to interview me. That's how I got out. Basically, like they lowered my bail to fifty thousand. That's so when my aunt and my mom got a loan from a bank and they bailed me out. My aunt's signature, my sister's signature, my mother's signature, my stepfather's signature. That's how I got out. How how did the how
1: did the news come to
0: see you? How did they find out about your case? See, um, what I did was I used to read the newspaper every day. So <clears throat> I read certain articles and I look who the who the writer was or the whatever, right? So I hit this guy. Up. I had wrote a lot of people down and I used to just tell my mother to search their name on Google. If you could find an email or something, this emailed on my case. Um the president, he responded to my mom, but it was like some, you could tell it's somebody from his team on Obama at the time. You could tell it's somebody from his team. Wasn't was that right? Yeah. So now the uh Janet Fisher was his name. Mm-hmm. She reached out to him. He reached out to her and told her to give me his number. Me. So when I, when she gave me his number, I reached out to him. I called him straight from Wreckers Island, told him the story and everything. He said, listen, I'm going to get in contact with the jail. You got to sign a waiver so I could come speak to you. Other than that, I'm not going to be able to get through with my cameras and everything. So I signed it. He told me the date that they um, approved for him to come talk to me. That made me a target, talking to the news reporters. Rikers Island don't want no cameras or news reporters in on Rikers Island. Mm. They don't like that.
1: They already have a lot of bad press.
0: They have a lot of bad press. They don't want no press up there. Mm. So I'm talking, he come up there, we do our interview and everything, but he didn't have cameras. He, like, he had cameras, but they were just taking pictures of me. I had brought my paperwork down. He's going through it. He like, damn, like, it's showing that you wasn't there. Why are you still here? I'm like, it's the DA holding me. The DA didn't want me out. She knew I didn't do that crime. She didn't want me out.
1: OK, before I go there, All right. the reason why I brought up so much of the trauma and the things that you experienced for the two years that you were on the album Sorry. was because this is the story of so many. I remember the Khalif Browder incident.
0: I was locked up with him.
1: But you were in jail with
0: him. Yeah, we was in the three building together.
1: And you remember having contact with him?
0: And- yeah. He was in cell. At that time, I was locked up for the gun charge. At that time, I was in cell 16. He was in nine.
1: Did you notice anything about his demeanor or?
0: No, nah, it wasn't. You know what it was with him? He stuck to himself. Right. You know? But he's always, he always a fight back. Mm-hmm. Now, what they did with him was they never they never, um, they never changed his house. When you fight, they used to change your house to get away from the people you fought. They never changed his house.
1: And for people that don't know, Khalid Browder was the, was the young man who was uh, wrongfully convicted, could not afford bail, s- spent a significant amount of time on Rikers Island like you did, yeah. and um, finally got out, but ended up committing suicide because of all the trauma behind going to prison um this is a story of so many young black men this is the story of so many men period um and not to get too much off topic yeah. this happened to me at 18 yeah. years old right where i was arrested out of a lineup on the street somebody on the street they, they rolled the window down they shone light in our face somebody picked us out me and four of my friends were arrested for a robbery right that i didn't even know existed <clears throat> Uh, stood I in, stood in jail for about two, three days. They realized, look, I was going to college like the next week. I never had any priors, never had a record. So they R&R'd me. They released me on my own right.
0: Um.
1: But some of my other friends that had like a prior or something like that, they had to pay some kind of bill. If we didn't make bill, I would have been on a Island.
0: Right.
1: You know? And how they got me was somebody came to my mother's house, and they said, we just want to talk to your son. Same thing. And when I went outside, they arrested me. Right. And that's how that happened. And I went to school, came back down from school, they arrested me again. So that's why this story means so much to me to do, too, because right. I know what it's like to sit in that courtroom or in that cell and just not even know what exactly is going on. Long story short, when they said the co- crime was committed, I was actually in class. I right. was in school upstate New York. So I just have a professor write that, you know, I was in class and I, I was able to. Go free. I shouldn't have to go through that because there's trauma when them handcuffs go around your wrist. Yeah, there's trauma when you're putting a police call when you're blocked, where everybody knows you that you grew up with. There's trauma when you gotta sit in that cell, you know, and you carry all of that. So stories like you, I mean, this is one story, but this is the story of so many of us in the city. You, especially, you know, that they gotta fill a quota, they gotta meet some kind of you know thing, and, and it's. It's, it's really fucked up but one thing I will say is I'm happy I got arrested that day because I was going to do some like scams with my friends yeah like I was going to do like some credit card scams and stuff like that with my friends and I got arrested that same day yeah and I said no nah, I can't do this and I left that shit alone that was going to be my first day scamming yeah and I got arrested for robbery right
0: kind of that worse. So,
1: so <laughs> that's why I, I, I take things as signs. I take things as warnings. And I, you know, do you think, in your instance, that maybe this was like karma for something else, or karma for something that you was gonna be doing, or you know, something in that in that realm that you try to use to balance it out to make sense in your head because we be human, we gotta make sense of these, these. I don't.
0: I don't think like that. Okay. You know. You know, this is this this where I think that came from. It was the detective and Farak-Away. His name was, it was two of them. And people see this, that's from Farrockaway, they gonna know who I'm talking about. His name was Detective Cruzado and Detective Myers. Right? And Myers told me to my face, he said, I, he said, I can't wait to where I catch you shooting at somebody one day or something. He said, I'm gonna knock you right in your head. He said, I'm not gonna shoot you in the leg. He said, I'm not gonna shoot you in your arm. He said, I'm gonna shoot you in your head. He told me that to my face. This when they raided my house in 2012 for the gun charge. He told me that to my face.
1: Were you in the streets heavy?
0: I was. Mm-hmm. He knew that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But once I had my son in 2013, I, I never even went back out there like that. I moved. I always was moving with my son's mom. I stayed with them. You know? I was always like, I started working at McDonald's after that, once he was born. Mm-hmm. I never had time to, Go David. back to Farakwe. Mm-hmm. They never really caught me for anything. You know?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, how often would you say you was in that little library trying to... Every day. Every
0: day? Every day. I-, I learned how to type up my own motions. I learned how to file my own motions. I wrote a letter to the judge. Showing them that I'm really, like, breaking my case down. And I'm showing them, like, look, this is evidence here. Showing that I wasn't like around that area at the time. Mm. But the DA, it's like what she say goes. The judge is going to go with the DA until you have like 100% facts, right? right. Right. And I had the statement of the cops showing, excuse me, of the cops showing that he basically investigated himself, and my EBT card is showing me swiping. Obviously, he had the video Mm. of me using the card at the the, um, Walmart in um, North Carolina. So he's telling the DA, like, listen, this guy wasn't there. Instead. He said it on the stand when I went to pre-trial. He wasn't there. I have a I have a, a DD five uh, from an officer saying that I wasn't there. She still kept pushing for it.
1: What 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 is it like getting put into a room or in passing with your co-defendants and their people that you've never seen a day in your life?
0: This is, this is what happened. This is how I found out who my co-defendant was. So one day I'm going to court, and I hear him talking about a case, and he like, yo, I ain't do this. I don't even know the people on my indictment. And he started naming his co-defendants. I'm like, yo, you Jay Kwon? He like, yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm king. He like, yo, who are you? Mm. That's what he said. He like, yo, who are you? I'm like, nah, who are you? They just came and got me from North Carolina. Like, I wasn't even living out here no more. So he's showing me his paperwork. He's like, yo, I was there, but I didn't do nothing. Wow. He was already in jail for like a year, a year and a couple months. I was in there for like a month or two. I had just got locked up. So
1: he saw what happened.
0: He saw what happened, but he wasn't involved in it. He was just there. Wow. So
1: how the hell did you get involved in it? Right.
0: And he's telling me like, yo, I never seen you before. I said, like, "Go tell that to them when we go to, in, the, in the courtroom. Tell him that, because I got my own co-defendant telling telling me to my face. He never seen me before. Wow. And he already admitted he was on the scene, but he wasn't there. I mean, he, though, he was wasn't. Involved. He didn't he wasn't involved. So,
1: what was his fate? How did he
0: end up? He don't even know. He uh, I, I think he took time serve because he was there. Oh, he took time serve. Right. He, I wanted mine's dismissed. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, the I'm not, i did yeah i am not i am not doing that. I was trying to go for the lawsuit and all that, but being that they forced the guy to pick me out of a photo lineup, that was their probable cause of holding me. Wow. So I couldn't sue. That's the only thing. I couldn't sue. Because they
1: had the problem. They
0: forced him to lie. lie. So, like I said in the paperwork, he was drinking at the time, the guy that got assaulted and that he um he wear glasses but he wasn't wearing them at the time he was looking at the photo lineup mm-hmm. so that kind of weakened his his trust
1: right
0: so it was just it's crazy because when you go to court you're not always you're not gonna always see the judge you're sitting there for eight hours or more in a cell and then when the buzz come you just go back to rikers island they just adjourn your court day they don't tell you why but it happens Every day.
1: Did you ever reach a breaking point while you was in
0: there? I cried one time.
1: Yeah.
0: And I only cried because they moved me around doing, basically, from the news reporter coming to see me, everybody started treating me different. The COs, the inmates. But I wasn't fighting no more. I've been in there, Now around that time, I was probably in there for a year. Or oh, a couple months, a year, a couple months. Mm-hmm. So the CEOs used to seeing me now. They they done, got used to me, my name, everything, cool. But once the press came, they started falling back. Now I'm getting moved around. I've been in every building on Rikers Island, but NIC. NRC is for older people with diseases and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I went to OBCC. I had a fight in there. They moved me out the building, in there. the guy said I cut him. I didn't cut him. He ain't had no cuts on his face or nothing. It's just his nose was busted. My eye was black a little bit. It was a regular fight. They moved me out of OBCC. Now they put me in a Beacon GRVC. That's the high profile building. Everybody that's on the news, that's where they at. That building is don't that building crazy? It's a bunch of like like gay people in there like. You know, like just everybody's just in one building, mm. and it's no movement. Mm. Like I don't know, like if people been on Rikers Island like in the last five or six years, but Rikers Island you have no movement no more. It's twenty three and one, the, 23 the whole building, twenty three and one. You can come out for an hour, walk around and watch your, um watch TV. Some some like when I was at, they had like a little PlayStation in there you could play the game for a few. But that only leads to fights, cause everybody don't want it. Like, you know,
1: right.
0: it leads to fights.
1: But so then
0: you go right back to your cell. Go right back to your cell. Now, 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 hour. You only got three or four things you could do. You can either go to the yard, low library. If you if you um, didn't shower, you can shower, or you can just sit downstairs. Cause the settles, is two tiers. You got the bottom and then the top. I, I, I would be like, and
1: you gotta just take a shit right in front of this man.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, I Island is one person to sell.
1: Oh, it's one person.
0: Yeah, it's one person to sell. So
1: you're using your own cell.
0: Your own cell. Got you.
1: All right. What's some advice that you would give somebody that got locked up, that needs to come home, doesn't really know their rights, gotta don't really have the money for the lawyer and stuff like that? Maybe some of the steps that you took. Either.
0: Well, my advice, you, I think you need to learn the law first. If you're going to do crime and stuff and you're going to jail, know the law because there's a time limit on everything. They have a time limit to indict you. They have a time limit to grant you trial. People don't know that. They have a time limit to like...
1: And you said they do, there's some people on Rikers Island right now Yeah. that could go home
0: right now. They don't know that though. because they, they
1: don't know because that time to indict is five days. Yeah. They have five days
0: to indict you. Right. Like, they don't indict you within those five days, you can go home. Yeah. And people don't know. That's why it's called grand jury. So anybody that get locked up, now they gonna know. Cause I'm saying it. But when you get locked up, you go to Rikers Island, and then your court they probably be in four or five days after that. Everybody.
1: Mm.
0: You know why? Cause the grand jury, you gotta go to grand jury. You, you get a chance to speak. It's like a trial, but you get a chance to speak. Now if the grand jury feel like you're lying or you don't have proof to come home, that's when you get indicted, you know? So now when you're on trial, when you're in Rikers Island, you've been there for two or three years, you're already indicted, you didn't convince this jury that you was innocent. The DA convinced them that you did it. Gosh. Now it's either you plead guilty or not guilty. Now when you plead not guilty, you're going to sit on in Rikers Island to trial. I just, my friend just blew trial. He was locked up for six years before he got, even got a trial date. But that's how Rikers Island is. He knew he did it. Why go to trial? You know, some people...
1: Yeah, they it it just wanted to yeah. take the chances and roll the dice.
0: And um, I couldn't play like that.
1: No. Okay, so how did <clears throat> getting the press, I know it was a big risk, but how did getting the pr- press actually help you
0: it, um, with your case? Basically, like the the news reporter said, he basically felt like, why would this guy go to the Daily News if he did it? Exactly. You know, he came to my court date. Wow. He didn't say nothing. He spoke to my lawyer. My lawyer didn't want to speak to him. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a paid lawyer. I had a lawyer you know, from. A right. So, this is when the case started turning. Once the lawyer, once the the, the Daily News came to my court date. That's when the judge lowered my bail. After I've been asking for like a year and a half, he lowers my bail for 50000 So now, once I bail out, now the DA offers me something. A year in jail. Why are you going to give me a year in jail? I just sat in there for two years. Almost three. I've done more. I've done more already. So you're basically telling me to take time served for something I didn't do.
1: Thanks.
0: I was like, okay. I don't want that. Nope. She's like... Um, my lawyer was like,
1: you
0: want to be exonerated. "Right, I went. To, I don't want that on my record because I didn't do it. If I did it, I would have been took the time and went upstate. Whatever I had to do, do my time. Right. So now, next court they come, my judge, my um, my lawyer's telling me, you know, she want to offer you a year probation. I said, How's she gonna offer me a year probation in indictment? It says mandatory mandatory jail time because of my record.
1: Now that they know, they like, all right, this guy ain't do
0: it. Right. So now it's getting closer and closer to trial. She's trying to offer me something because she don't want to go to trial because she don't have no evidence. I didn't, I didn't want it. I didn't want it. She offered me, what? Uh, serve. I didn't want it. She offered me a year in jail. I didn't want it. Then she offered me a year of probation. I didn't want it. I said I want to dismiss her. She said she can't just dismiss it like that because of my record. I said, that don't have nothing to do with my record. If y'all made a mistake, y'all got to deal with what come with after that. Exactly. I want a dismissal. That's why I showed you the picture of me standing on uh, on the court steps. Mm-hmm. That's my dismissal paper I got wow. in this stamp. Wow. That's when I I didn't go to court like that. Yeah. I went back up there take the to take the picture, but I had to also pay $15 to get that paper from the clerk, from the clerk's office to, just to prove that my case got dismissed. What was that day like? It was good. I felt, I felt like I, don't, I ain't had nothing over my head no more. Mm. It, it had changed a lot. It changed a lot. Like, in my life, it changed a lot. That made me mature a lot. I mature more over that. And I also, like, I cut a lot of people off over that situation. You know why? Because a lot of people ran from it. Because they feel like I was going to blow trial. Mm. I didn't even make it to trial. It's so many pre-trial hearings you could, you could um, go through to weaken your case. When we went to the Wade hearing on um, pre-trial setting, he didn't, the cop didn't even point the right person out. They asked him, yo, where's Jaquan? Well, um, he pointed to me. I'm not Jaquan. So they didn't know who was who. Two people got their case dismissed before I even got to pretrial. So that made the cake more weak because they already proved they wasn't there. So if right. they wasn't there, how y'all gonna say I was there? It's crazy. Does, it,
1: does a day go by where
0: this doesn't haunt you? Yeah, it haunt me every day. I don't show it.
1: Every
0: day. It haunts me every day because I feel like once you beat the system, you always a target in their in their odds. Cause they don't like losing. They don't they don't like losing.
1: Well,
0: <clears throat> what did you lose by being in there for some long? I lost, I think my grandma's passed away when I was in there on my father's side. Um, I missed out on my kid first graduation. Mm. I missed it, like, and this little it's not little stuff, mm. but like his tooth coming out. I missed a lot of a lot of things that yeah. I wish I was there for because that was my first kid. You
1: know, my son's too. is coming in now. Yeah. It's like a celebration. Yeah. You know, oh, look, I'm guys. Yeah.
0: You know, it's like... But for me to miss his graduation, that's what made me, like, stay strong in jail. I was like, all right, it's going to take time, but I'm going to come home. And you lying to your kid, telling them you at school, you know, just so they don't know you in jail. I'm telling him I'm at school for almost two, three years. Mm. Why are you at school all this time? What you doing?
1: You have any regrets?
0: Only regrets I got is, and it's not to bash nobody, but it's just, I wish I didn't make certain friends. Cause them certain friends brought a certain attention and that's the police, you know? I didn't have to become friends with who I became friends with to make me a target for that precinct. Hey, like, I'm cool with them still to this day, but I distance myself because I know what it come with.
1: If there was something to learn about your story, what would it be?
0: Just, like, the only thing you can learn from this is, what, I, what I'll say, and it's sad to say this, but as a black man, you got to keep a tab on your whereabouts just in case something like this happened. And I didn't do that. Got to keep a tab on stuff like that. Because when I used to look back in my phone, and I didn't have nothing showing where I was at, because I used to delete stuff and everything, I'm like, I got to start keeping memories or something. Like When I came home, I used to take pictures every day just to show it was traumatizing. I used to take pictures every day, making sure the date up there and everything, just to show it won't happen again. And I, did, I just stopped doing that probably, what, last September? Do
1: you feel like one day it'll happen again?
0: I think so. You know why? Because certain precincts is just they not they not good precincts. I, when I came home, two guys got killed on on, on Rockaway Parkway about five times, right? They came and questioned me for that. And I was working at MTA as a dispatcher, but I was working for home. If I didn't tell them, if I didn't have a picture, I got the picture on my phone right now. If I ain't had that picture, I would've been on trial for two homicides. Somebody told them they seen a black Honda leaving the scene and I drive a black Honda. I'm like, who keeps doing this? I'm like, somebody really don't like me unless it's a cop doing it. But I can't, I don't know who's doing it. I really don't know.
1: It's non Anonymous. My name is Chris Dallas.